Welcome. It's day six Bible rundown. David and Rob here once again with you. Today we're looking at Genesis 16 through 17 and Matthew 5. Um, Rob, I'm going to kind of set you up on this one, all right? I'm going to put it on a t-ball stand so you can hit a home run. But we we talked briefly about Melchizedek, but we, we kind of glanced over the king of Sodom makes this offer to Abram to give him... Uh, let's just say, a lot of goods that he won in this battle. And Abram makes this interesting response, right? I'm not going to touch anything that you're offering me. I'm not going to take it because I don't want you to come back and say, I'm the reason Abram is who he is. He's putting his faith in God. And you said, Abram is given this credit of being called righteous because of his faith. But then we launch forward and all of a sudden he's got this intermarital conflict, right? His wife is, seems maybe she's, she's struggling with the promise that Abram's given and Abram is, is really caught in a rock in a hard place. What's going on here? Well, and, and in fact, this is good because Noah is not the savior. Abraham is definitely not the savior. And we see that in, in chapter 16, and even even some in 17 here, but but Abram fails completely, falls flat on his face instead of waiting on the promise of God that would would a seed would come through his offspring. He takes uh, the the maidservant of Sarah hmm. um, through Sarah's uh, coercing, and they have a child, Ishmael, hmm. and uh, we'll we'll see. That this is causing problems in the family, and mm-hmm. anything outside of God's design in marriage will cause problems in the family. David and we we see that here um, as they try to to work around God's design. They do not trust God's plan. They do not have faith in God's plan, and they try to do it on their own. And it is a complete and utter failure. But God comes through again in chapter 17. What do, what do you see in chapter 17? Yeah, so we obviously have the, the covenant of circumcision. And uh, circumcision in the New Testament is going to be a, a debated thing, right, in the early church. Um, <clears throat> you've got Jewish believers in Jesus that hold to the fact that, hey, we were given this sign by Abram. We've got we to be circumcised, right? Um, but... That's not really what the Lord is going after. There's a lot that we could, you know, unpack. Um, I think we need to kind of see as the theme goes on. But what we are going to see in the Old Testament is that the circumcision of the flesh is really not anything of, of value in terms of what does it do for the person right. that receives circumcision. It is a sign of the covenant, right. so we don't lose sight of that. Abram's supposed to do it not just for his own offspring, but for anybody that even joins into his house. Mm-hmm. That's going to be an important thing, but God's pointing us, I think, to a different type of circumcision here, right? The heart is the mm-hmm. issue. Mm-hmm. Our, our flesh is going to be corrupt, even if we start chopping off bits, right? Jesus gives us the same thing. If your eye causes you to sin, pluck it out. But I think you and I both know, if I was totally blind right now, I'd still be sinning, right? The, the source of those things is the heart. But what are you seeing in here, and especially as we transition into the promise of Isaac's birth? Man, I, I just see the faithfulness of God, his steadfast love. We'll, we'll see this over and over and again, but Abraham fails, and, and immediately God comes to Abraham 
at 99 years old and says, I am God Almighty, walk before me and be blameless, that I may make my covenant between me and you and may multiply you greatly. Mm-hmm. And um, and he changes his name mm-hmm. to Abraham, mm-hmm. um, for, for I've made you the father of a multitude of nations now through Ishmael and Isaac, not just one nation, right. and a multitude of nations. And... And he, the, this covenant is is this 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 picture of God partnering with Abraham to fulfill the promise, David, of the one who was going to come, and he reaffirms that that promise is going to come through Sarah, and uh, that uh, that that it will come through Sarah. He says it verse twenty one of chapter seventeen. But I will establish my covenant with Isaac, whom Sarah shall bear to you at this time next year. So we have this 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 sign coming. It's coming through through Abraham through Sarah. It's going to be Isaac. And this this people and this nation will be blessed to bless all the nations. David, where do we pick up with that in Matthew chapter 5? Yeah, so the blessing, the fulfillment of all these promises is in Christ himself. Um, I've heard a comparison that the gospel of Matthew is written primarily to a Jewish audience to show them that Jesus is not only the Messiah, but he's fulfilling everything that we saw in the Old Testament that God promised and so it's sort of written in a way, um, and just to point out how God created the story of redemption, but we talked about it in chapter 2, Jesus comes out of Egypt, so we're almost seeing a replay of the Exodus, right? Mm-hmm. And we believe that there's a lot of correspondences with Christ's salvation of us being an exodus from death to life, mm-hmm. but in Matthew 5... Slaves to sin, David. Absolutely, yeah, Absolutely. But in Matthew 5, it says he goes up on the mountain. And so just like Moses went on the mountain to receive the Ten Commandments, Rob, and then at Sinai, they're given the laws, the Mosaic law that they hold on to. Jesus gives his version of the law, the fulfillment Mm -hmm. of the law. Mm -hmm. And I think it's this beautiful teaching of saying, hey, listen, I'm not abolishing what I, God, right? That's who Jesus Mm -hmm. is, that I gave you at Sinai. I'm pointing you to the fulfillment is here. That when you receive the new life that I offer, you get the heart that I've intended mm-hmm. you to have. Then you'll actually fulfill the law and you'll see the kingdom of God at Amen. hand. Amen. Any and, other thoughts? Well, I just think the blessings in which it is promised to Abraham is then is then transferred to those who have the faith and are credited to them as righteousness in Christ. And that blessing is the inheritance. And we see that in the Beatitudes, the inheritance of of those who are blessed in faith in God that are of the covenant of with God. They are partners in the kingdom of God and ultimately they inherit the blessings. Blessed are the poor in spirit for theirs is the inheritance of the kingdom of God. They are comforted. They shall inherit the earth. They shall be satisfied. They shall receive mercy. They shall see God. They shall be called sons of God for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. This is our inheritance as people of God. This is what we are receive as being the people of God. And so 
as 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 God has promised that covenant to Abraham in Christ is the fulfillment of all things and we see that played out through those who have faith in Christ and so um, yeah I, I mean what a what a picture and then you go on and in, in in chapter five is there's a lot here but yeah and I think that that's where we have to leave it today but we're almost a weekend right Rob and yeah. so I just want to encourage people, if you've been doing this reading plan with us, stick with it. The Lord's going to be faithful. If you need to catch up, take some days and catch up, especially on the weekend. But don't forget, we're using the Bible app, and you can access this devotional through there. We'd love to see your thoughts each day. Post down, what is the Lord speaking to you? And, and maybe, how is this podcast helping you see the story of God's salvation <laughs> unfold before you? Thanks for joining us.